switch like this. Watch me flip the switch like this. Raised from the grave, time to wake up. Active in my faith, time to stay up. Watch me flip the switch like this. Watch me flip the switch like this. So, welcome to the Flip the Switch podcast, where we flip the switch on everything. And I do mean oh, everything. everything. From relationships to fatherhood, motherhood, uh, self-identity to kingdom and spirituality. And anything else you want to talk about, anything that has to do with living life, we are talking about it. Listen, today and today and today and today and today, we got probably the best episode that's about to happen since we started this thing. And uh, I know y'all probably like, how can you ever do a podcast episode with your co-host? Listen, <laughs> you just can because you're the host and you can do that. Like you're the CEO, you're the man. You know what I'm saying? Like you can do that, right? You do what you want to do. Exactly. You just do what you want. So today's guest, if y'all haven't figured it out, you're not aware of who my co-host is. Is DeAndre Official, right? What up? AKA I'm only saying the last name it's on Facebook so I don't want people to think like you know uh, <laughs> and try to be extra or nothing you just DeAndre official you know so listen um, talk to talk to us because we're about to have some fun um, we're going to get into this but we're about to have some fun with this random opinion but I want you to talk to the people because obviously you know, for those that don't know, we have a, what's called a highlight of the week, and we highlight all of our guests, all of their uh, their business, their brand, their products, whatever it is that they're trying to, um, you know, uh, push or whatever. So, um, I mean, I would imagine, if anything, right now, you pushing this book, like, to the moon. Right yeah, man, that's all I think about lately. <laughs> Where did the official come from? Um, like literally, my mother's womb. Like, if we're going to be literal, that's literally where I came from, my mother's womb. Um, and after I got here, that's <laughs> yeah, man. Um, that was born in California, you know what I'm saying? Uh, raised in Louisiana, um, and um, this is you know. Uh, a, a moment that I believe is a milestone in my life. Like, overall, you know what I'm saying? I, I didn't never think that I would write a book. Um, I wanted to say that before I said, like, some of the things that I came away from, you know what I'm saying? Single mother household, my mom, four kids, by herself, raising us, you know what I'm saying? I, no money. I think I told you one time, it was one time in my life, where uh, she was working one hour for one week, one hour a week uh, at her job. You did tell me that. And we somehow survived all that. You know what I mean? I believe God put us through all that. Um, you know, early game banging affiliations so many times that um, I could have been behind bars. I, I recently, it's interesting, I recently just had a conversation with uh, an old friend of mine who's in, he's doing life in San Quentin right now. Um, and he called me and we hadn't talked in years. He was like, uh, I heard that you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> you know, he was like, yeah. He was like, you know, when I heard that you was preaching, I was, I was happy because I was concerned because I thought you might be in there with me one day and I didn't want that to happen. I was like, dang, you know what I'm saying? Like it was a, I hadn't heard so long, been reminded so long of really the path that I was going down. So to hear that was like sobering for me. Right, right. Um, but yeah, and the, my name, you know what I mean? Uh, DeAndre Fisher just means that I'm officially DeAndre now. You know what I mean? I ain't wearing no more mask. I'm not trying to be nobody else. I'm officially me. It's official that I'm me. <laughs> Man, cool, cool, cool. Um, so listen, um, for those that don't know as well, we have what we call random opinion of the week. So I decided to engage the audience and engage our social media uh, a little differently than how I normally do. 
And so, you know, this whole uh, greatest of all time uh, <laughs> Batman thing, like, it, it got interesting. Man. I saw a lot of interesting views and uh, 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 perspectives, and I was like, okay, like, you know, uh, I, 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 I can understand, I, I see some points as to why people are saying Keaton or whatever. And don't get me wrong, Keaton, let me, let me buy before I, I, I put it out there, you know, the, the, the person I'm, uh, I'm picking and why I picked that particular uh, opinion and everything, uh, Keaton is definitely uh, top two. I'm going to just mm-hmm. say, right? I definitely uh, uh, would agree that he is top two. Now, I've so I, I seen maybe like two people between Facebook and Instagram say Adam West. I was like, eh, well, okay, I have to like watch it, but I mean, I don't, I don't think that. Mm-hmm. But, you know what I'm saying, that's just me. Um, but yeah, so apparently uh, the, the opinion is, shout out to Mina uh, Gomez on Facebook, uh, the opinion is, this is me picking a random opinion, um, is that Bell t- played the, the, the right or the perfect Bruce Wayne. But Keaton played the perfect Batman. Interesting. Yeah, I know. I was <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, dang, like, I, like, because now, see, I, I'm going to get in there. And I feel like that, that that's actually why I feel like Bell was the perfect Batman. Because mm-hmm. I feel like nobody did a better Bruce Wayne than him. And the the Batman part, I feel like he brought that out really good. I have to go back, and I'm going to go back and look at the Michael Keaton Batman versus the Christian Bell Batman. But, like, I don't know. I, I don't know if I if I could like right now. I say Christian Bale was a better Batman than Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I'm gonna just slide this in there. We all know Ben Affleck sucks, so that was just <laughs> hey, you know, because he was he, old man. He was supposed part. to be old. <laughs> no matter, he is on the list because he played the part. So, you know. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure everybody else played a better Batman than Ben. No offense, Ben. No offense. Uh, but what what what's, what what do you got to say about this? Because that, I that's mean, I've seen I've seen pretty much everything else, but I never I never saw or heard anybody else bring up that particular uh, viewpoint. I mean, you know, it was even when I saw the opinion, like, because at first it just said like who was the best Batman. Um, like I was. It's hard for me uh, to separate who played Batman from the movie itself, you know? So uh, I was trying to give it like a deeper look to be like, mm, let me see if I, if I think that the character uh, was, uh, one of the characters were better than one of the movies, you know? Uh, I don't really remember Adam West like that, so I couldn't I couldn't judge him. Uh, I I know I've seen glimpses of that old Batman, but I don't. Like I, it's not enough for me to have an opinion about it. Keaton, I think Keaton is a great actor overall. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I loved him in Beetlejuice, uh, amazing movie. Uh, so he does have that that odd kind of quirkiness about him. Um, I think Christian Bale. Um, had that mysteriousness about him. To me, like, as Bruce Wayne, he was just pale and mysterious. That's, I don't know if you need <laughs> any other qualifications to be Bruce Wayne except for pale and mysterious. Uh, <laughs> um, even though I think Christian Bale, a lot well, a lot of people, when, if somebody picks Bruce Wayne over, uh, I mean, a different Bruce Wayne over Christian Bale, I think a lot of people miss out on how Christian Bale was not as the rich Bruce Wayne, but as the the Bruce Wayne that had to go through turmoil, um, he was taken out of his comfort zone in Dark Knight Rises when he was in a jail cell and he had to deal with, you know what I'm saying? So I I don't know if you if people were taking that into consideration, 
But I think Christian Bale did a great job being outside of his comfort zone as a Bruce Wayne. He wasn't in the mansion the whole time. You know what I mean? He had to deal with coming out of that cell and coming out of a, a better person. He had to deal with them ninjas, you know what I'm saying? Trying to get back to those roots and all that. And he didn't have to go through that. I didn't see him come out of his comfort zone as Bruce Wayne. You know what I'm saying? He was always being able to go back to the mansion, being able to go back to the Batcave in the movies that he played in. Uh, so I, I, I got to give Christian Bale the edge for Dark Knight Rises. I think he did really good uh, being in that cell and coming out of that, that dark place. They, they captured that really good. And for movie's sake, I'm just, overall, it's, uh, I saw one of your boys post it, and I agree with him. I think that the Dark Knight trilogy, not saying the Dark Knight was, shoot, that movie is one of the greatest movies of all yeah. time. But the trilogy, it got to be, if not top five, top two or three trilogies of all time. I've never seen a trilogy, oh, yeah. three movies, better than the Dark Knight trilogy. That, that's amazing. I don't think I've seen... Um, a better trilogy put together than Batman. Like, yeah, that that mess. Yeah, man. Even, even, uh, even, so I got I got to get an edge to bail. Huh? I said I so I got to get an edge to bail, man. I got to roll with bail. I got to go with Christian Bale on both ends. The Dark Knight Rises is the 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 thing that get that gives him the win. It's not the Batman Begins. It's not the 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 last one. It's the that that's sad. Hold on. Side note, that last one was not as good as I thought it was gonna be. Uh, um, even though it was a good movie, but it just it 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 was. Yeah, I, it, that's how bad. Like, Wait, you mean Dark Knight Rises? No. That is the last one. No, the the uh, Dark Knight Rises was. Uh, oh no, right. You you're right. My bad. I forgot. Um, but Dark Knight Rises was was. Uh, so I meant Dark Knight, not Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight was like. Whew, that one was fire, fire. Yeah, Dark Knight is in a whole different category because of Joker. Joker just, he stole the show. You've never seen a Joker like that. It's just, he was amazing. Now, I did tell somebody, I did tell uh, somebody, um, I, I I can't put, I don't think I could put any superhero movie on, over, you know, um, Endgame. But, you know, I've never seen Endgame. I've never seen it. I don't even know what it's about. What is it? Oh, you mean Marvel? Yeah. Oh, oh, shoot. Yeah. I'm tripping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Endgame was amazing. Yeah, okay. That, there we go. I <laughs> when I woke up late. <laughs> All right, so let's... Uh, it's funny because when I saw y'all posting about it, I was like, what the heck is Endgame? What, what is this? <laughs> see, I'm used to seeing Avengers Endgame. I didn't see the whole word, so I'm thinking it was something yeah. else. I was like... <laughs> Marvel and DC fans, you already know what we're talking about when we say. <laughs> so it will. Yeah, I, I wouldn't argue. I wouldn't argue with that. Endgame was amazing. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, shout out to my boy Byron uh, Griffith from high school. He uh, hopped on. He said MK is the goat. I'm not gonna, you know, continue this 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 pointless debate. Uh, you know, first and foremost, Michael Keaton is great, but uh, you know, again, we're I'm, a lot of people give Bell the knock for the voice. You know what I'm saying? And I, I agree. It was it was kind of odd. But who cares about Batman talking when he's fighting? I'll be honest. When I first watched it, it was like, okay, that was strange. Like, you know. But, I, I mean, I guess you live with it because, you know, everything else about it is great. Like, everything else about his Batman, his Bruce Wayne, uh, the in the whole movie, the the everything about it, like the acting, all of it was like phenomenal. So yeah, and when he's in the suit, he has the least amount of dialogue, so he's not even talking as much when right. he has that voice. So I, I wasn't really tripping. And that's that's yeah, I don't. Bane's voice was weird. <laughs> his voice was weird. I did not expect his voice to be that light. <laughs> that's what's weird. Too, if we want to get on voices, the greatest voice of Batman is Kevin Conroy. Like. I don't care if it's an Who is that? Is, is that the dude who did the animated series? Yeah, the Batman animated series. Oh, yeah. That series was amazing. And it's like... Amazing cartoon. Touch that. That's that's not debatable at all. Yeah. Even to this day, nobody has a better voice for Batman. Movie or animated alike, you don't, that, you don't get no better than Kevin Conroy. I, was, I won't argue that. I was so happy... Um, and then we about to get in this get into this content, but um, I was so happy 
when uh, for those that watch any of the the DC shows on the CW, I was so happy when they brought him into the crossover for uh, that happened this year. That that was like yes, 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 like yes. We and we and the thing is, we never saw him play an actual Batman physically until then, and he played. Uh, the, oh, because it's different for um, it's different uh, 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 multiverses or whatever, so it's different versions of Batman. So they go to uh, I forgot uh, which Earth number it was, but they go to that particular Earth number to talk to him or whatever and all that other stuff. Um, oh, I know I'm right about Conroy. I know I'm, I uh, I know I am. Um, but uh, you know, so. Uh, 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 so yeah, so they go. This is the first time that I see him. But the fact that it's his voice, it's his voice. That's all I've been wanting to see is him act out a Batman. And unfortunately, never got to see him actually in the actual suit and everything. But the fact that they just had him on the show, like bro, I was, I was, yeah. Mm -hmm. so shout out to all the CW shows and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. Anyway, and real quick, real quick before you start. Uh, Paul brought up something on your Facebook page, and I don't know if you've seen that movie, but if you haven't, you need to see it. Equilibrium. Oh my God. Equilibrium. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like I, I don't. Yeah, that is the only comment I have for that movie. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> gotta see it. Listen, let's get into this uh, to this content because um, I do not want to prolong prolong this. So listen, um, I'm gonna ask this first. Mm. Um, what made you write this book? Um, dang, good question. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, orig originally, it was um, a, a series that I wanted to preach. Um, I came up with, uh, I wanted to teach a series on vision. Like, I had this idea uh, and I'm, I'm going to actually tell the whole story because usually I, I leave out a couple of these details when I tell the story. But uh, so what I wanted to do was I wanted to teach about vision um, and I would I wanted to preach it in the main sanctuary at my church. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to go down there to the main sanctuary in my church and preach a series on vision. Couldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? I was denied. Uh, so I was like, okay. Um, you know, how about I do it in the youth sanctuary, just a series. It's going to be like a, a I was planning on making it like a seven-part, well, I mean, four-part series. Um, same thing. Tell me no. I said, okay. Um, well, if I can't preach it, I can write it. You know what I mean? I was like, I would just write a devotional. I planned it on being like a short devotional. Um, and I just wanted to do something simple like uh write it and then maybe like send it to you version i was trying to get it on you version uh that didn't work either okay. um and for those that are watching this uh -huh. right now this is a, a a live podcast session so i got my live on my phone and then i have my laptop running zoom so um uh y'all chime in with any questions that y'all might have uh as i always say every week if you don't know uh, this is not just our podcast. This is y'all podcast. So if you got any questions on vision, if you have any questions on vision, please put them in the comments. I'll make sure that uh, I, we get to them. Um, I just want to uh, get that out real quick before we continue on. But, okay, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> um, so yeah, man, that's, uh, you know, that's why sometimes you got to thank God for adversity too, man, because it wouldn't have been a book if I was able to preach it. And me getting denied, you know, it's just in my mind, it's like, you're not going to stop me from saying this. I'm going to figure out some kind of way to say it, yeah. um, you know. And so when it didn't work as a short devotional, like I couldn't get it on you version, um, you know, uh, Elias, we've had him on the show before. Uh, you know, he reminded me that uh, Aurelia Wynn had a book publication company. And he was like, yo, like, she's publishing books out here. He's like, she is. I forgot. You know what I'm saying? So I, we, we talked to her. Uh, I already started writing some stuff down. I just didn't know it was going to be a book. But when I talked to her and she was like, yeah, that, you know what I'm saying? That's what I do. Uh, I was like, okay, I will write a book. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it will happen. I, I'm going to write a book. Then. Write the book. And thus, yeah. <laughs> thus, it became a book. Yeah. 
Well, okay. Um, and it's funny because I, I feel like I heard that story, but every time I hear that story, like it's always, it almost feels like it's new to me. <laughs> every time I hear it, it it's like, ah, oh, man, like, okay. You know, um, and one thing for me is like, it's like, yo, right? You, like, don't allow anything and anybody to stop you from sharing your story. Right? Right, right, right. You know, whatever it is that's in you to put out there, you feel like there's one way that's being blocked. It's always another way. Where there's a will, there's a way. Period. Mm-hmm. So, um, that, you know, that might not have even been the way that you were supposed to deliver it anyway. Mm-hmm. Look at how many people have bought the book so far. Like, that... No, that I know. I know. Amazing. I think the support of people... I woke up to two book sales yesterday morning. You know what? I said I woke up to two more book sales yesterday morning. Yeah? So, yeah. Yeah, man. A lot of people have been buying it. So, look, let me get into these questions. because I want to make sure that people get their questions answered. So, uh, first question, first question. This comes from uh, uh, my cousin Melody. <laughs> so, listen, she said, she said the scripture says, uh, without a vision, the people perish. Um, with mm-hmm. that, what example can you share that have helped others be successful? Uh, say the last part of the question again. With that in oh, mind. Oh, you can just repeat the whole question. <laughs> um, with that in mind, what examples of your vision can you share that have helped others be successful? Oh, okay. Um, so, like, um, I have with along with that definition of you know without um, a vision, people perish. Um, I also. Uh, stick to the, the actual definition of vision, which is the ability to plan uh, the future with wisdom and imagination. So, um, and what I believe is, is that, you know, a vision has, is a two-part component. It's something that you can literally see at times. I literally sometimes see pictures in my mind, um, but it's also, uh, you know, put down as a plan, you know what I mean? And you may not be able to visually see it in your head yet, um, but you might start getting glimpses as you start writing it down, like as you start putting your plan um, into action, into action. So it's really all being able to see your future from your um, imagination. Um, so I I believe in trying to have a vision big enough for other people to fit inside of that vision. Um, so RTC is one of my visions, right? It was something that I saw um, before it started becoming everything. Uh, the book was a vision. Uh, I saw myself saying it. Well, I thought I was preaching it. Maybe I was just talking about the book. Uh, <laughs> um, before I actually, you know, started started to plan it. Um, and so there was this, uh, I'll, I'll say this too also, um, like so some of the people that's been around me, um, I've also and put a vision inside of their lives to help them move forward with some of the things that they wanted to do. They come to me with some of their issues. We talk about it. Uh, and sometimes God to give me a vision for them. Uh, crazy story. One time, uh, this is a little more on the spiritual side, but there was one moment, uh, I was up late one night, a good friend of mine. Um, she, uh, had been in talks with me a little bit about starting, um, a business about starting a business, but it was nothing like really concrete. There was one night that I was just up randomly, um, and then I could I could see her owning a business. Like I literally could just see it. It was random, um, and so I asked God. I said, God, that this is you showing me this. Um, bring her to class tomorrow night. This is a Tuesday night. This is before Wednesday. So I was like, bring her to class tomorrow night if this is really you. And I hadn't seen her in class maybe like a few weeks. Um, she showed up, and as soon as she showed up, I was like, oh shoot. Now I have to say something to you about what I saw. I came up to her and um, I told her about what I saw. And then she told me that she had just literally got her LLC um, earlier that week. 
Wow. You know what I mean? So she was making moves. I didn't even know that she was making moves. Uh, so where the where the practical side of vision comes in at is after she told me that, now it's like, okay, we got foundation. Let's start building from there and keep looking into the future, right? Let's keep looking forward about what we can uh, do now. Um, and therefore, now your vision is intact. You know what I mean? Now it's, now it's intact. It's not just something that you hope for, but it's actually something that you're working to bring it to fruition. Uh, I hope that answers the question. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I also too, because it's not my question. Uh, <laughs> I uh, clarity on it. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, hopefully that does answer the question. Um, uh, for those that are hopping in, um, on the Facebook, this is the, the Flip the Switch podcast. Um, we have a very special guest uh, who is also my co-host, DeAndre Official, on talking about his book dedicated to being God's visionary. Um, so if you have any questions about vision, please, by all means, ask them, put them in the comments, and I'll make sure that I shout you guys out and answer them or get them answered or try to. At least. So uh, another question, man. Um, mm-hmm. How do we measure our vision? This, this is coming from my boy, Chris Gert, AKA Algorithm C on Instagram. Um, he, he wants to know, how do we measure our vision? Um, and does it always have to align with dreaming big? Good question. Uh, so let me answer um, the second part first. Um, so I think the word big you know, sometimes it's taken out of context. Like, if we say dream big, like, it may sound like it has to involve maybe millions of people or something like that. Um, but I, when I say dream big, you know, I'm just saying dream of something that's bigger than what you know right now. You know what I'm saying? It's just out of what you've experienced, out of your current reality. To me, that's, that's big. You know what I mean? So, yes, I think it does always involve dreaming big because it's outside of what you know, you know? Uh, so that's the, the second part to the question. This, the, the first part is, um, he said, how do we measure it? Uh, so I'll just say how I measure mine to, uh, I only measure mine by God's character, God's ways and what God might want for people. Uh, so I think if I could use one word that would, that I think fits what I would do is impact. I measure my vision by impact. I look at and see how does it impact people. You know what I mean? Uh, if, if I'm doing something, uh, and I feel like I have, you know, other talents, but if any of those other talents are not impactful, I will slow them down or stop them completely. You know what I mean? This is what, what I need whatever is impactful to be used inside of my life. Um, so I. My, one of my one of my purposes, I believe, is to bring people back to God, um, back into a relationship with God where they talk to Him, where they have revelation from Him. Um, so that's how I feel like I impact people. So if I if I'm not doing that, if what I'm doing doesn't bring people back to God in some kind of way, then um, I'm not going to do it. So that's that's how I measure my by impact. Mm, that's um, okay. So so would you say that? Uh, basically, or would you encourage people to look at um, how having vision for them helps them to impact other people or their community or something like that? Yes. Well, here's the thing. I believe that any vision that comes from God is automatically going to be a vision of service because the scripture says that uh, the greatest in the kingdom is the servant of all. So I believe that if it comes from God, then it's not going to be selfish. It's going to be something that benefits people around you. So I feel like if it's not benefiting people around you, if it's selfish, then it's not coming from God. It's going to always be something that impacts lives around you. So, yeah, I would I would encourage people to look at it from that perspective always. That's interesting. I, I ain't going to lie. That, that hit home for you, boy, just now. And <laughs> at the same time, you know, I was, I was, I was thinking like, okay, so then that, that, because that, I think that what you did there just now too, helps people to understand, okay, is this God or is this like, you know, or is this me? Like, 
Yeah, like what's what's what is this? You know that mm-hmm. that I think that helps people to get an instant clarity on where this uh, vision is coming. Like what am, like the things that I'm seeing right now. This is uh, you know this is helping me to realize right now in the moment versus you know trying to go ask God and. You know, now I, I do think that sometimes it could be, uh, you know, um, a, a bit difficult to understand because um, because um, you know um, people um, because people sometimes like the not not people because the dreams uh, or the visions they're sometimes difficult to figure out as far as you know um where it's really coming from because of what it what it is and then people don't always understand um, what they're seeing so yeah yeah difficult to kind of figure out uh what's going on but i will say this uh just to kind of piggyback and maybe just kind of add the same thing basically what he's saying is that you know um if the dream is not just serving you or if the vision that you're having is not just serving you then you know you can pretty much bet that's that's god because yeah i will say is man uh by, by kind of by default you're selfish right right so if we're selfish by default and you have a vision of serving someone you know what I'm saying? Like, even if that is like in your your DNA, right, or whatever, that more than likely that's God, not you, because this right. be you. Your 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 default likes to rise up and come up and 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 and, and try to. I, I want to say like, have you dreamed selfishly? Especially as you get older and you've gone through things. You've been, especially if you've been traumatized, uh, um, uh, experiences in life, uh, you know, like most times I, I think that people have, including myself, is is having visions of how do I serve and still, you know, make money, right? So then I think vision yeah. can sometimes be skewed. Actually, let's talk about that for a minute. How, what, where, what are ways, um, first of all, if, you, if do you struggle with that? And then if you do, um, um, and if you don't, either way, what, what are some ways that you feel like um, can help a person to get, I don't want to say help get paid and still serve, but how do you help a person to still find a way to be pure in their, in their motives, you know what I'm saying, with having uh, financial responsibilities? Okay, so um, first, I um, I'm trying to answer your question hopefully. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, I first of all, I'll say this. I guess I'll start off with this. I don't think there's any issue with uh, getting paid for your service. You know what I mean? I I think that's how the world works. Whatever service that you offer to the world. Uh, I believe that you should be getting paid for. Now, this is how I separate, you know, what I'm willing to just do for money and what I'm willing to do to actually, you know, change people's lives um, is I can, I'll do it for free, you know? Um, there are some things that I'm willing to do for free that um, I believe kind of proves that, okay, I'm more into what I'm doing than what I can receive from what I'm doing. Um, so, you know, as as you know, like my, my life training class, I don't charge people to come in there. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's free. Um, you're not you're not being charged uh to hear any to hear any of that. Even though I feel like what is said in there I could be paid for. Uh I have people who have wondered why I do it for free. Um and the reason is is because I believe that if you start doing it for free, you know, scripture once again says that your gift makes room for you. Um, that it'll put me in positions, it'll put me in places to be able to make money, you know. Um, uh, I also believe this. Uh, so I think that 
Um, a lot of people get sometimes confused on uh, purpose and occupation, right? Uh, and I think vision kind of fits both of those categories. But a lot of people are like, you know, what's my purpose? But then they're looking at their occupation at the same time. Like, should my purpose uh, be my occupation? You know, uh, so I think that, you know, throughout life, we serve uh, a lot of small purposes. You have a lot of purposes that you're going to fulfill in people's lives. There's going to be a lot of moments that you do. The job that you're at right now, you have a purpose while you're there, um, you know, to do something for God. So I think that we have a lot of small purposes in life, but I think that um, you were created to live off of what you love. I really do believe that you were created to live off of doing um, what you love. Scripture tells you that if you delight yourself in the Lord, then he will give you the desires of your heart. Um, so if you desire inside of your heart to do something um, that you love, that also brings God glory, this is, I believe it happens by default that you bring God glory and you receive joy at the same time because you're doing what you love. And I don't think that what you love was given to you by you. I think that what you love was given to you by God. I believe that right. he gave you your desire. So automatically, once you start doing what you love, you're gonna bring God glory because you're receiving joy from it. And when you receive joy from it, you're a better person. You're a better you now. Mm -hmm. um, and your reach as far as um, impact has changed because whatever you love, I guarantee what you really love to do makes other people happy. I, really, I guarantee if you search really deep down inside for what you really love to do, it's not something um, that leaves out everybody else. People, it makes someone around you satisfied. Um, and I believe that that's true fulfillment. When you can see that what you do brings satisfaction to other people, when you see that what you do, uh, going back to the word impact, impacts other people, um, then it brings you joy and ultimately you, you'll give God glory for that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and I will say, too, just to add to that, I think that uh, people have to remember because there will be moments throughout your, uh, your, your journey um, in anything that you do um, that, that uh, you'll, you'll have moments of hopelessness, you'll have moments of discouragement, you know, you'll have moments to where, you know, you're not always sure that what you're doing is the right way to go or, 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 you know, the right thing to do. Even. Like sometimes mm -hmm. you know, we experience things in life. I know I have for sure. Um, if I was on a, uh, Instagram live, uh, with a room full of people, I say, drop some emojis, you know, if, uh, <laughs> you felt like you were second guessing the vision, but, um, you right. know, um, I think people have, have moments where they second guess the vision but i think that's why you have to you have to be so aware of god and his character mm -hmm. to the point where you know okay this is god this is god so when you get the vision you know it's god so then you walk into the journey and you go into the journey and you start going down the path of that journey and 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 you you begin to deal with all these different experiences and you know what i mean like you remember that vision like okay mm -hmm. not looking completely excuse me it's not looking completely like the vision at the moment but if i stay focused on yo we got to get there we ain't there yet but we got to get there right right then you know what i mean that vision because i think that the, the vision brings you joy Right, so every time you see it, you're happy about it. You're like, "Oh yeah, we're about to do this." Like, how many times have 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 we, uh, as people, experienced uh, that joy of knowing, like, "Oh my God, like, yeah, I'm about to go and and I'm about to be the best rapper in the world, or I'm about to be the best." And that's because they have vision; they can visualize themselves, they can see themselves doing it, right? And then mm -hmm. the, all they're thinking is 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 what they're seeing. So it's like, okay. Cool. Yeah, they don't know how they're gonna get there. They don't know what the journey is gonna be like. They don't know what the process is gonna be like. They just know, yo, I'm gonna be the best in the world at this, and I'm gonna do it. Like I'm going right now on this path. I'm gonna yeah. right now. And then things happen along the way. You know what I'm saying? And you gotta remember to keep that vision at the forefront of your mind as much as possible. Not to be 
uh, blinded by uh, ways that you can get there, but just for the for the sake of faith and hope and and joy, because you, you you're going to need that. Like anybody that has ever journeyed anything in their life, they mm -hmm. they know. Yeah, like it, I experienced some some hopelessness. I experienced some discouragement. I experienced some second guessing. I experienced some things that I didn't necessarily think I was going to experience because it came from God. You know what I mean? Like, let's just be honest. Sometimes we get vision from God and we don't always think, oh, it's going to be like the way that it is or that it turns out to be on the way there because it came from God. Mm -hmm. um, you said something in your book. I'm going to point this out. Um, I thought, it, it, I mean, it hit me. I thought it was amazing. Uh, you said that, you know, in order to control uh, your harvest, you have to control what you plant. Mm -hmm. I need you to talk to us about that because I, I think that, uh, including myself, I think that we as a people, uh, we struggle so much with what we are reaping, not realizing mm -hmm. that it's, more than likely because of what we've sown. Whether it was good or or not good, right? Like, but I think one mm -hmm. thing is sometimes we sold things five years ago and because we ain't see it come to pass yet, oh, we feel like, you know, if it's something that was bad, oh, okay, I'm so I'm good because it ain't caught up to me yet, right? But then right. <laughs> but then if it was something good, we get discouraged because five years ago and we like why ain't pop up? Yeah, I mean, maybe okay. Some some of us we're not uh, uh, microwavable people where we you know we have a microwavable mind and we're thinking oh it's supposed to happen instant right? But it's mm -hmm. like five years, five years like that's a long time still, right? Because in our minds, a year is a long time. So to say five years, yeah, quite some time. Until you get to five years, then you look back like, dang, that, that five years went by quick. But by fast, right, right, right. It goes by fast, like faster than what we realize. It's just in the moment, in the process of it all. Uh, that's when, you know, it's like, yo, five years from now is, is quite some time. But talk, talk to us about that, because I, I, I think people need help with that. So uh, the, the concept that you uh, brought about is what I call the principle of harvest. Um, and it's a theme that you see in the, in the scriptures often uh, where God is talking about planting and sowing and weeping and harvesting. But I'll use a farmer for an example because I think farming is the main example that's also used in scripture. Uh, you know, whatever you plant, you get back what you plant. You know what I'm saying? You're never going to plant an apple tree and get an orange tree, right? Like, so you're always going to get back whatever you plant. Uh, I think the secret is that we don't see often is that you don't get back the same amount ever. You know what I mean? You never plant one apple seed and expect one apple back. No, right? You expect a tree of apples back, right? So you're always, so God multiplies whatever goes out um, into the universe. Uh, so I think in particular, uh, let's stick with something that I think is tangible, which is your thoughts, right? Um, I believe in that section, I was talking about your thoughts. Have you ever had um, a, a negative, let's say if, if, if you had a confrontation with somebody, right? And you didn't get to say everything that you wanted to say. I would ask somebody to drop some emojis right now too, if I was in line. But let's say if you didn't ask somebody, you didn't get to say everything you wanted to say, right? And you walk away from that situation, what happens? You start thinking about all the things that you should have said to them in that moment. If you're still mad, right? You start thinking of everything that you would have said to them in that moment. If you've been to somebody else, you're talking to the other person like they that person, right? Telling them <laughs> everything that you would have said to that person. Right. And, 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 it, and it's because your brain works the exact same way that harvesting and reaping works. So when the reaping works, your brain also makes synaptic connections. Uh, that means that your brain multiplies whatever you learn. Every new, every new piece of information, it just stacks it up on top of each other. So once you get mad at somebody, 
your brain starts thinking of more and more and more and more conclusions as to what the emotion that you're having is right now. It keeps thinking of different ways to define the emotion that you have over and over and over and over and over again. All right, so the so what the best thing to do is once you get into a situation like that, is to step step back outside of the situation and then choose the thoughts or tell yourself which thoughts you don't want, right? I, I think a lot of us, we feel oppressed by our thoughts. You don't have to be. You don't have to be oppressed by your thoughts when you know what the thoughts are that you're supposed to think. Um, so once you, once you receive your negative thoughts, you start declining them. I don't want, I don't want to think about that. This is how I'm going to think about this situation. Um, and, it, and it shows you the power that you have over it. Now, the, the, the key to that is once you start doing that, the goodness also multiplies. Um, if you get into a situation, right? Let's 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 use the same situation. Uh, let's say, um, uh, especially when you're dating, right? When you're dating somebody and you get butterflies about that person, right? And you go home. I remember early when I was dating my wife. Uh, it was one day I actually called her and told her like, "Yo, I don't know how much longer we gonna be able to do this because I." I don't like thinking about you all the time. Like I actually told her, I was like, cause I go home, I think about you. I'm eating, I'm thinking about you. Like, I, I don't know what's happening, right? You know what I'm saying? Like I can't control it. It's getting on my nerves. <laughs> uh, but your brain does that, right? Your brain, you feel the emotion, whatever emotion that you're feeling, that chemical rush from that person. Now your brain is coming to different conclusions on how to verbalize that emotion. It's coming up with different definitions to define whatever emotion it is that you're feeling. Uh, so it's the same way in the world. Now, now let's move over from thoughts into actions. The same thing happens. Uh, negative actions that you place inside of the world towards people, you get that back. Uh, it comes right back to you because whatever you do, the emotion that you put out there is the emotion you start looking for. Uh, let's say if you cut somebody out, you feel power after you do that, right? So you start looking for that whenever you have a confrontation. You look for that same power. So right. now, because you've sown uh, cussing, cussing people out, you're going to reap it every single chance you get, <laughs> right? And you can't even control it, right? Um, so a lot of our lives, I think, we're reaping a whole bunch of stuff, and we don't know why we're reaping it, but it's because of the seeds that we've been planting um, moving throughout. It starts with thoughts and then it falls into the actions. Oh man, that was, that was, that was wonderful. Um, I think that, uh, I think that, you know, one thing we got to realize too, um, this is something that I just, just saw visually. I just had a vision. Uh, uh -oh. <laughs> we saw things sometimes out of anger or depression, mm -hmm. some type of negative emotion. So when we do that, we, we tend not to remember what we saw in those moments. Mm -hmm. So sadness or depression or anger, anxiety, you know, whatever. Like we sow things, not realizing what we're sowing, and not even realizing that we're sowing. And right, right, right. And we're trying to figure out where's this coming from? What did I do to you? First and foremost, mm -hmm. you don't always reap what you sow from the same person. Right. Um, right. Let me bring up something good. Uh, 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 I feel like and this is me personally. And we had this conversation, but I'm going to bring out uh, publicly. You know, I was, me and Dre, we were just talking yesterday. And, you know, I was saying how I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm not, uh, I, I have not always been like the best brother, you know, and a friend to him. And so, you know, I feel like there are things that he's doing for me things like praying for me, patient with me, you know, uh, sticking it out with me in our brotherhood. Uh, and I'm like, yo, like, I ain't, I ain't did nothing really. Or I don't feel like I did a lot of, you know, sowing into our brotherhood for me to reap, you know, I feel like the, the, the amount, so to speak, or the quality that I'm receiving from you. Um, but then I have to realize too, at the same time, it goes back to what I just said. I've done that countless times for so many other people, and that's no word to me. But I'm I'm just talking facts. Like I I used to be that person so much, like on on ten, 
I'm always like, yo, I got you. I got your back. I'm always pointing to people, trying to give people advice, wisdom, suggestions, you know, whatever. Like, all my friends, like, yo, like, you know, this, don't do this, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Praying for them, all of that. Now it's my turn to kind of go through my process and uh, experience things like pride, stubbornness. I'm talking about, like, on a level that I've never really experienced before. Yeah, I've been there before, but it's right now where I need the most help, right, in my life. And I have someone like you in my corner saying, man, I got you. I got you. What mm-hmm. you need to prepare for today? And it's like, this is strange because I'm really not used to that. But I have to mm-hmm. really, I did so much sewing into other people's lives. That it's a natural result. It's <laughs> a result of all the sewing you've done. Because that, that some of those same people Either I we're not friends anymore, or I just don't see them no more. We just grew apart, or whatever. But you know, I'm not reaping what I've sown from them, but I am reaping what I've sown. Mm-hmm. And so, we got to stop looking for uh, a harvest from the same place that we planted the seeds. Right, right. At ten, the concept of reaping uh, what you sow is not about the place. It's just about and you pour in here and then I'll get it. Because God is the one that's making sure that I get what I need. God is the one that makes sure, okay, you told this to this person, okay, I'm gonna make sure you get this back. I'm gonna make sure you get back more than what you put uh, than what you put out or than what mm-hmm. you know. And we've got to learn to be okay with that. I think sometimes even when we uh, uh, um, get into, you know, um, helping people out financially when we expect Mm -hmm. that person. I don't think that that's a fair uh, thing to do. Um, Even the Bible talks about not uh, borrowing and not lending expectation of getting that back or giving it back. And scripture also says that when you give to the poor, you're really giving to God and God will pay you back. You don't say that same person will pay you back. It says God will pay you back, right? <laughs> so if I'm pouring into God's image, if I'm pouring into God's masterpiece, if I'm sowing into, you know what I'm saying, uh, what's his, I am I am reaping from the same person, just mm-hmm. not the same human. Yeah, right, right, right. I am reaping from the same spirit, just not the, the you know, the human spirit. So, um just wanted to get into that because I thought that that was, since we're, we're really talking about your book and vision at the same time, uh, I thought that that was something that, you know, uh, would encourage people to go read it. Listen, go read it. Please go read it. Go buy the book. Um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm in, I thought I was going to get through uh, Tuesday, yesterday, <laughs> Thursday, right? I, I didn't, yeah, far from it. I'm still working <laughs> what I've learned and what I've seen so far. Uh, that book is phenomenal. That book is from, uh, amazing. Like it, it really hit home in a lot of ways. I, there was a lot of vision I was getting, um, a lot of images I was seeing um, in my time of reading it. I'm still reading it. Um, but go buy the book. Go buy the book. Um, we'll have to come back after you finish reading it because I want to know how you feel about the. Oh yeah. It is a whole. We're gonna actually do a, a, a part two to this. Cause I, I, we gotta get. We gotta. We gotta get more. <laughs> um, but uh, I am going to just off the top I'm going to freestyle the game okay freestyle this I don't know how I'm going to freestyle it I'm just going to freestyle <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do want to say thank you for coming on bro Like uh, and, and doing this not as a co-host but as a, as a guest and as an interviewee um this was this was definitely fun for me, uh, waking up late and all. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I'm, 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 I definitely enjoyed the things that you were saying. I'm looking forward to, to this. I'm looking forward to listening back to this, to this dropping tomorrow. Um, you know, uh, so yeah. So listen. We so let me say one more thing before we uh, do the the quick lightning game. Um, I just want to kind of give a, a brief uh, reason why you should get the book, why, why people should buy the book. Um, I think it, it holds two important factors in your life. It, it can turn your vision into reality, um, but it also can give 
peace to your grief. It can give peace to the grief that you have. Um, so it became, it started out as a book of vision. That's where it, where it began. Um, let me tell the story really quick. And um, the first, I wanted to kind of write it, um, you know, Monday being the first day I write, Tuesday being the second day. I kind of wanted to write it that way. And on that first Monday, my grandmother passed away. She died that very first day, right? So I almost quit writing the book. I was like, ah, oh, I can't, you know what I mean? I can't go forward. I can't, what am I supposed to do with this? It's not at all going to become, you know, what I wanted it to be. Um, so uh, after I, I, I took my time to grieve and um, after the funeral and everything, uh, there's actually parts of that book that I used uh, in the eulogy uh, of the funeral. Uh, oh, wow. part of the yeah, part of the dedication is the eulogy uh, in the funeral. And the acronym that's on Tuesday, the peace acronym, I actually taught that at the eulogy because I was like, this is going to be a moment for me to preach. So I actually <laughs> taught that uh, at the funeral. Um, Did the eulogy or you? Yeah, so yeah, that, that acronym of peace, I, I taught it briefly within the eulogy. I gave them an acronym. I told them to repeat the words and everything like I do from a sermon. Yeah. Did the eulogy. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I didn't know that at all. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was asked to, to do the eulogy. And um, I, I did uh, the second part of the dedication that you see in the book. And Tuesday, the acronym of peace, I taught that uh, during the eulogy. Um, so, uh, you know, me writing that part, that peace part, God was like, that's Tuesday. Keep going from there. Now you've got a book. You know what I mean? So now uh, the book can, contains two important factors in your life. Now it's me walking through uh, getting back to God from a moment of grief and still holding on to that vision. So it gives to me the vision, uh, me talking about vision, way more depth. You know what I mean? Way more, uh, it's way more meat to it now uh, when, when you add that factor onto it. So you need this book because not only does it give you vision, allow you to hold on to your vision, but it also will conquer the moments that you have uh, of circumstances that you feel like are against you. It allows you to be able to hold on to that vision even through those moments because I was going through a death of a close family member and I kept the vision, right? So you can do the same thing. Wow. Yeah, we definitely have you back on for that. I, yeah. <laughs> that you inspired by sharing that part of your story, man. Uh, uh, I definitely, uh, like a, I guess maybe a better term, kudos to you for pushing through and getting this book done in spite of that because that is that's not easy for people to, to, to deal with so especially if they're close to, to the person that, that passes that's not mm. easy at all. um so yeah so man dang I, yeah that that messed me up just now I was like yo but <laughs> I don't even know how to go to the game from here like that that was <laughs> I, I didn't see that that just knocked me out okay so um so for, for those that don't know, uh, if anybody's watching that, you know, um, we do a quick lightning game. Uh, this is that. I'm about to freestyle it. Normally I use my phone, but I'm using my phone for Facebook Live. And, uh, you know, uh, actually, look, yeah. uh, so we're about to get off. Listen, um, from what I can tell anybody else, so I'm going to just hop off. <laughs> 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 so listen, um, uh, I'm gonna do the timer because I don't have my other iPhone with me. Uh, 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 my old iPhone, not nothing new, so I ain't, I ain't balling or nothing. Just so people know. Um, but I'm gonna I'm uh, uh, I'm gonna start doing a timer on the on the quick lightning game. Thirty seconds, probably even a little less than that. It's only fifteen. Uh, but mm -hmm. today you get the little, you get the extra leeway or whatever. So um, here we go. Uh, I'm about to ask a real, this, this is just freestyle, freestyle off the top. Tina Turner or Jill Scott? Oh, Jill Scott. <laughs> I told you, I'm freestyling. That hit me out of nowhere. <laughs> right or root beer? Uh, root beer. I already know the answer to this question my mask anyways. PlayStation? <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> uh, water or Gatorade? Oh, 
Uh, water. <laughs> so y'all freestyling, man. Freestyle it is. Uh, <laughs> the Temptations or the Beatles? Oh, Temptations. Is that because they're black? Yep. No other reason. <laughs> uh, let's. No, nah, I just I know no no Beatles song. I can sing you a Beatles song. <laughs> I can sing you Temptation songs, but I can't sing a Beatles songs. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna ask you a preacher question. Okay. Monroe or Paul? And I'm not talking oh. about Paul. I'm talking about Paul that wrote the uh, the thirteen epistles. Paul. Oh, you was ah, oh, Miles Monroe or Paul? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I got this Paul that wrote the epistles. I'm gonna have to still roll with Paul, man. I just have, I'm gonna have to still. I'm gonna have to. Dang. I, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miles Monroe said some things that changed my life, but Paul didn't say some things. Paul didn't say some stuff. He didn't Paul say some stuff. Bars. Yeah, he got bars. <laughs> he got spiritual bars. Got... Uh, let's see. Uh, Facebook or Instagram? Uh, G. No, no disrespect to those who are on live or might see this video later, but IG. <laughs> uh, Mac or Pete or or or, or uh, what's the thing or Windows basically. Mac, Mac. Uh, or Mac person. Wireless microphone or no wireless mic. Wow, good question. Uh, wireless. Give me wireless. Rap or R&B? Rap. Inspiration from R&B Mexican or Italian? Oh, is this food? Yeah. Sure. Oh. Uh, ah, I would have picked Italian. Mexican, man. Dang. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and he can't explain his answer. Yeah, I know. I can't. Ah. Basketball or football? Basketball. Uh, I think I got about five more. Uh, five more for you. Uh this is probably about to be. Oh, uh, the trumpet or the piano? Oh, good question. Piano. Mm -hmm. Give them keys, man. Give them keys. Yeah, them keys are dope. Especially when they play by a dope person. Uh, yep. I already know this one, but I'm asking anyways. Uh, typing or writing? Oh, writing. Give me that pen and that paper, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, man, I'm trying, I'm trying to freestyle off the top. Like, like You're doing good. <laughs> uh, oh, freestyles or writtens? Oh, ah, ah, riddens, riddens. Okay, riddens, okay. Uh, Ice Cube or Eminem? Oh, come on. Ah, I'm freestyling. Ah, Eminem, man. Dang. Uh, I'm going to give you two more. I don't know if I'm asking 15 or not at this point. I'm about to lose my black card for that answer. <laughs> hey, if Ice Cube come looking for you. <laughs> I'll tell him, man. It was, it was the impulse, man. Impulse answer. <laughs> you going to say your impulse should have been him. <laughs> Which one do you prefer to play, basketball or football? Say basketball. Okay. Um, and then let's go with, I'm about to ask, uh, I'm not as quick on my feet right now. Uh, <laughs> park or the beach? Beach. Mm. Okay. Oh, and, and last one. Here we go. Uh, movie theater or home theater? Oh. Ah. Um, shoot. Dang, dang, dang. Movies. 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 Okay. Movies. <laughs> okay. 
Might ask this one as a bonus. Ah, man. Ask this one as a bonus, and then we're done. All right. A crowd of people or, or no crowd of people? Oh, um, no crowd. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I Listen, shout out to everybody that has joined our Facebook Live. I appreciate y'all questions. Yeah, you know, uh, shout out to Melody and uh, my that's my cousin, Melody, and uh, my boy Chris Burt, aka uh, Algorithm C. Um, that's his Instagram. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's disrespectful. Um, uh, thank you for joining our, our podcast session uh, live. Um, I know, uh, first and foremost, let me just say, I don't have no speakers. So if y'all could not hear them as clearly, uh, that is my fault. I will take, you know, all the blame, uh, you know, for that. I am getting monitors soon. So then, you know, if and or when I start to do this from inside the comforts of my home again, I will have you guys be able to listen um hopefully actually next time um i record from the laptop i'll be able to actually set up to connect it to facebook so we can go facebook live through zoom so that oh, would, okay that would be dope right um other than that man you my brother and my friend you know how i feel about you i appreciate you so much for coming on uh shout out to dedicated to being God's visionary. Y'all go buy that book. Like, seriously, go buy that book. Go buy, go pour it into yourself. Uh, Chantel Williams, she was on back in July. She said, don't play yourself, right? Right. <laughs> she was talking about educating yourself. Don't play yourself, all right? You don't know everything. You need this book. I don't care how much you know, you need this book, okay? Um, with that said, man, you got any last words of encouragement for anybody? You got any last words of anything before we get off? I'm I'm done. I'm done. I'm not gonna say nothing else. <laughs> um, I think the the only thing that I would say is, you know, when it comes down to vision, that um, it is not um, a one time thing that you do and then you put it on the back burner. It's an everyday thing, and I think it's a blessing from God to be able to tap into seeing your future and living in your future uh, the 24 hours in front of you is the most important hours that you have um, but if you can take that 24 hours and plan for your future and everybody else around you then you've fulfilled that 24 hours from the grave time to wake up that's it my faith time to stay watch me flip the switch like for sure. this watch me flip the switch like this from your grave, time to wake up. Active in my faith, time to stay up. My name Ray Flip. Watch me flip the switch like this. Watch me flip the switch like this. I flipped the switch ever since I put the emphasis on the infinite. Took my pain, flipped that in the blitz.